Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to episode number 17 of the Talking Blues podcast. I'm Josh, and today, just joined by Alex, hopefully Peter will be uh, joining us next episode. That would be exciting. That would be fun. If you haven't already, go listen to our last episode. That was episode number 16 of the Talking Blues podcast, where we kind of talk about really just the Sheffield United game. We recap that. And then also, we talk about Christian Pulisic situation, which we'll get to in this episode, also, also, we have an interview with Simon Johnson of the of the Athletic covering Chelsea. Uh, we talk about Chelsea with him. We talk about this game against Newcastle United, which we will also talk about in the intro. And then one more thing that's getting pretty exciting is that I think you all know, uh, Chelsea and Premier League fans, Champions League fans, that we're going into December. And December is either the month where you see the most amount of football or at least close to that. So there's going to be a lot of Chelsea news coming out in December and a lot of podcasts hopefully coming out in December. So we're very excited for that. Um, so Alex, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, like you mentioned, it's going to be really exciting in that Christmas period on Boxing Day. We're going to have all those things covered. Um, so that'll be really exciting. As you mentioned, the games really pile up when we get towards the end of the year. And then obviously the January transfer window. So that'll be exciting to see what Chelsea uh, do there as well. Uh, probably not too much business as we've spent so much this summer, but still maybe something. Um, but I'm really excited. International break is over. Um, you know, there were some decent games to watch. Obviously, Spain thrashing Germany 6-0, which was crazy. Uh, poor Timo Werner. Uh, I feel very bad for him. Hopefully he forgets about that game when he comes back. But um yeah, so let's just kind of recap what happened during international break, who scored, who didn't. Um, so Hakim Ziyech scored three goals over international break for um, Morocco. He did very well. He also got a couple of assists, I believe. Olivier Giroud getting closer and closer to Thierry Henry French goal record, um, scored two more over this international break. I believe he's only six behind Thierry Henry now. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he passes him before um, he hangs up his boots. Timo Werner got two goals um, in the game, obviously, before they got thrashed by Spain. 
Um, crazy game, that one. Um, Mateo Kovacic went off for Croatia against Portugal, scoring two goals. Um, I think hopefully that'll help his momentum. Jorginho scoring a goal for Italy. N'Golo Kante having a fantastic game for France and scoring a goal. And Callum Hudson-Odoi scoring uh, for the English under-21 squad. So overall, some exciting news for uh, Chelsea and you know all these Chelsea players who are doing great over international break. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is great. I mean, kind of bad. So I'm moving on to some bad news now, I guess you can say. And then we'll get to the Newcastle versus Chelsea preview. And that this kind of leads into it is that uh, Pulisic and see. So there's a few injuries going on with Chelsea right now. But it seems like Kai Havertz, who I think is still quarantining due to testing positive for COVID-19 a few weeks ago. He's still quarantining and will not be available for this game against Newcastle United. Another player that it seems like will not be available is Christian Pulisic. He's still dealing with the injury, and he will not be in this game against Newcastle United, which is fine. Uh, He did not even travel, I think, with the United States uh, men's national team. So uh, I I think we kind of saw this coming. Maybe he would be able to be ready, but it doesn't seem like he's ready. Uh, And now moving on to the other injuries, we have Ben Chilwell and Thiago Silva being injured as well. Um, Ben Chilwell, he went off injured while playing for England against Belgium on Sunday night. So he limped off uh, in the 38th minute, I believe, with a back injury. Apparently, he's been dealing with some back spasms. Hopefully, it's not a big deal. What I've heard is that he will undergo some tests, and then we'll see what happens. But he should be able to come back. And then with Thiago Silva, apparently he's been playing these last few games with you know awful headaches, um, which is I guess pretty good for you know not not the headaches itself, but that kind of shows the leadership role. I think that Alex mentioned when we signed him that you know he's been playing with these headaches and he's still able to come and play at top tier level. So. Um, that that's a good thing for us to see. And apparently he should be fit to play for Chelsea against Newcastle. So we'll see. Yet I'm also seeing reports that he's going to miss the game against Newcastle or he's expected to miss the game against Newcastle United. So I have no idea. Um, so Ben Chilwell looking optimistic. Uh, Thiago Silva, it seems like he's not going to play. And then Billy Gilmore, uh, we heard from Frank Lampard that he will be back in three to four weeks. If that means anything, I think it does. You could definitely see him uh, getting slotted by Frank in a late minute change uh, substitution role. He won't be starting. I don't think any games anytime soon, but you might see him uh, being used by Lampard coming up whenever he comes back. All right, let's go to the Newcastle game. It's going to be on the Eastern time Saturday, the 21st of November at 7:30 AM here in the Eastern standard time and then 12.30 p.m. if you're on UK time. Uh, The Premier League table, I already talked about this. I mentioned in like every episode, but I'm going to do it again anyway. Chelsea is in fifth with 15 points, while Newcastle United sits in 13th with 11 points. All right, so let's go on to our lineups uh, formation. Alex, I'll start with you. What do you have for Chelsea? I think we stick with the same thing that we've been doing recently with the 4-3-3. Um, I really like what we're seeing there, um, and so I think we're going to stick with that. Yeah, so I think we're also going to have a four-three-three. I think that it works. The four-two-three-one, I think, I mean, it's fine, take it or leave it, but I think with right now with these players banged up, I think we'll go a four-three-three. 
In goal, I mean, I don't even think Josh needs to say it. We have Edward Mendy in goal. Um, you know, Kepa is not going to be starting. Willie Caballero is not going to be starting. Uh, it's Mendy's job to lose now, so uh, I have him in net. Yeah, I've I've Edward Mendy as well. Uh, not not really much to say there. I'll go on to the backs. I think Reece James will start it right back once again. Uh, I think Asby is fine coming on as a sub, and then for left back, I'm. Hoping for a you know a, a bright side for Ben Chilwell here, and hopefully he gets past the injury and he starts here for Chelsea. But I could definitely see Frank just resting him because we're not shouldn't be too scared facing Newcastle. But you also want to you know put your best players on the pitch, and uh, it's either going to be Chilwell or I don't think we see Alonso. So it's either Ederson or Chilwell. I'm going to pick Chilwell or uh, Emerson. Sorry, I think I said Ederson. <laughs> Yeah, I have Reese James and Ben Chilwell also. Um, moving into the center backs, I don't think uh, we're going to be playing Thiago Silva. I think we're going to give him a little bit more time to overcome his you know, headache issue. And I think we're going to slot Rudiger in there next to Kurt Zuma, um, who we saw playing in the Champions League together, and they did pretty decent. So hopefully uh, that stays the same here in the Premier League against Newcastle. Yep, Rudiger and Zuma as well for, for me. Uh, I think we should go to the... Midfield, right? So 4-3-3, we have three midfielders here, no two holding, um, and then the three attacking. So, but I think they'll, they'll still do like one defensive and then one attacking and one kind of center midfield. For the defensive midfield position, I'm going to have to go with N'Golo Conte. Um, he's, again, reliable. He has been this season. Uh, and then I think in the center mid, I think we might go... It's it's still like Jorginho Kovacic. I don't know which one. I think I'm going to go with Mateo Kovacic in this game. And then attacking midfield due to Kai Havertz still being out because of the quarantining and the coronavirus, I'm going to go with Mason Mount attacking. One of Frank Lampard's favorites, as we know. So this is going to be interesting. We don't have these pre-planned. We don't tell each other like you know what we're thinking for each game, but we could have the same lineups here. I have the exact same midfield as you. Um, uh, as you said, N'Golo Conte off that great performance for France. I think he'll be slotted right in there. Uh, one of the first names on the team sheet. Mateo Kovacic, I think he gets the edge over Jorginho after his good performance over international break. And just in general, his last game for Chelsea also was a good performance. And Mason Mount, Frank Lampard's favorite player on the team. I don't see him missing a game. Um, in the front three, I've got Timo Werner on the left. Tommy Abraham on at the striker position and Hakeem Ziyech on the right-hand side. See, for this game, I want to put Callum Hudson-Odoi in uh, just because I, I want to see him play. And he's had a you know a weird thing with Chelsea uh, of late. And I just think that he won't play. So it is what it is, and that's fine. And I, I'm not, I have no problem putting Timo Werner on the wing. I just rather see him at the striker position. But, you know, Tammy Abraham gets a start. Alex, you're right. We don't pre plan this, but for some reason, it's looking very similar or identical, to be honest. I'm going to have um, Timo Werner on the left side, Hakeem Ziesch on the right side. Very excited that, you know, he's fully fit, it looks like, and he's, and he's playing every game. And he's scoring too. So, and then at the striker position, I'm gonna have Tammy Abraham, uh, and that's gonna do it for my four three three. That's gonna do it for Alex's four three three. That's our predictions uh, lineup wise for the Chelsea Newcastle game. Now let's go to the score prediction. Um, Chelsea were not able to keep the clean, or I, I guess Chelsea slash Edward Mendy was not able to keep the clean sheet streak. We already talked kind of talked about this, but you know it's still very sad, but. 
we, we move on, and I think they get a clean sheet in this game. I think it's going to be, I'll go 2-0 win for Chelsea. I think the loss of Thiago Silva is going to have a slight impact. I'm not sure if we're going to be able to keep a clean sheet today, or to, uh, what is it, two days from now when we're recording this. Um, so I'm going to go with 3-1 Chelsea um, with two goals from Timo Werner. I believe he bounces back after that terrible loss to Spain. All right, so I think that's going to be everything here, Alex. You got any? I got anything else? I think I think we're good. So that's going to do it for our intro of this episode, uh, episode number seventeen of the Talking Blues podcast. I think now we'll go to our interview with Simon Johnson of the Athletic. All right, we are back now with a very special guest. He is from The Athletic uh, UK writer, uh, and he's covering Chelsea FC in the Premier League. It's Simon Johnson. Simon, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good, Josh. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We're happy to have you on the podcast today. Happy to have you on uh, Talking Blues so we can talk some blues, talk Chelsea, and you know, hopefully we can get the win this weekend. Yeah, well, it's um, the international break actually came, you could argue, a bit of a bad time for Chelsea and that they were playing so well. And I remember 12 months ago, Chelsea being in, in a, a fantastic run of victories ahead of the November international break. They came back, lost 2-1 at uh, Man City and then went on a bit of a patchy run of form for a while. So um, uh, Frank Lampard will certainly hope that history doesn't repeat itself. Yeah, let's hope so. Um, just before we get into this weekend and the match against Newcastle, I just wanted to ask you how you got into working for The Athletic and covering Chelsea um, and, and writing. Oh, that's a good question, Alex. Um, yeah, well, before I worked for The Athletic, I, I covered Chelsea for um, about 11 years for the London Evening Standard. So, uh, you know, the, the equivalent of the, the New York Post, uh, New York Times, whatever. Um, so a city newspaper, but very much with a national um, kind of uh, flavour. Because uh, Chelsea, massive club, um, especially at that time with the, the Abramovich era. Um, I, I covered every game, home and away, for example, when Chelsea went on to win the Champions League in 2012. Um, and, and and just great fun, sort of travelling every game, home and away, Um Went through a lot of managers, um, and and the bit of a crazy thing is to go from interviewing Frank Lampard uh, on a regular basis as a player, uh, and now seeing him as as a manager. But uh, as things tend to happen, you know, I decided to leave the Evening Standards. Um, that the time was right to leave. Um, I hadn't been approached by the Athletic at that point, but um, it was just circumstances. And then it just so happened that, you know, within a few months, the athletic opportunity came around. Um, and yeah, it was a, a very interesting, exciting adventure. Um, but we, we'd sort of, when I was ushered into the room and, and talked and, and, and the guys gave me sort of what their ambitions were. Um, I was already sold on uh, in, in many ways because they're talking about how they cover American sports. I'm a big American sports fan. Um, if you follow my Twitter, you, you might see me occasionally ranting about the New York Jets because unfortunately I picked them when I was a, a young man like yourselves, uh, <laughs> not knowing any better. And I've had over 30 years of pain. Um, so getting the chance to sort of um, 
you know, work with an American company that cover American sports, but doing it a club by club basis with, with soccer was, was a, a fantastic opportunity. And uh, yeah, I, it's been a, a fantastic adventure ever since. You might have to hold on to that Jets, that Jets uh, fandom for, for a few minutes. Cause we might have to get to that. But first <laughs> I, I do want to, I do want to mention, um, you know, like you, like you said earlier that, this was a bad time uh, kind of with the international break because Chelsea uh, were, were doing very good at the time. They're also now go- uh, banged up going into this game. Uh, you tweeted out already that uh, it, sh- it looks like Kai Havertz and Christian Pulisic are missing this game. We have Tiago Silva uh, who's battling injury. He, he said he had headaches in the past two games and you have Ben Chilwell who came off uh, the international friendly um, I, I forget which team he played. Uh, he played against in that game, but he came off. Uh, it was against Belgium. Belgium, yep. yeah. Belgium in that game. So he's struggling with an injury as well. So, do you have any latest on that? And what I know, Frank Lampard uh, just had a press conference a few minutes ago. So, any updates? Yeah, um, n- n- not not in the sense of anything new uh, from what I wrote the day before. Um, it's, it's always it's always a a bit of a nervous thing when you when you've written some kind of newsy line and then there's a press conference within a day or two because you can instantly look stupid. <laughs> if if Lampard had sat sat up there and gone, oh yeah, Thiago Silva's fine, he's he's back already, and you know he's going to face Newcastle and Pulisic's six fine, you look silly. But no, he's he's uh, thankfully he's confirmed everything I wrote. Um, that that Pulisic he, he's out of the Newcastle game. Um, that um, Kai Havertz is has resumed some kind of training, but um, reading between the lines and, and certainly what I was told as well, it, it, it's it's unlikely he'll face Newcastle. Uh, Thiago Silva's only just landed um, within a few hours of us recording um, from his international duty with with Brazil, and if you remember um, before the Southampton game um, last month. Um, that he came back late from international duty and and he didn't face Southampton and and we all know what impact that had on Chelsea's defending that day uh, and Ben Chilwell he was a bit more optimistic about um, when he spoke about him he said uh, he'd not met him face to face clearly the training was going on after the presser um, but he was feeling a bit more optimistic that Ben Chilwell will be fine. Um, but the, the problem is it's not even just about that. It's the late arrival back from a lot of players from international games. Um, he was very upset about the time. He, I'm sure your listeners have, will have heard this by the time this comes out, but he was very upset about the timing of the Newcastle game being half past 12 um, on, on Saturday. Um, of course, Chelsea got to travel to Newcastle. The player, so, so essentially he's going to have one real training session because Thursdays will just be a sort of hi, <laughs> hello again, <laughs> remember me, you know that kind of session. It's not gonna, it's gonna be very light um, because, of course, a lot of these guys have, have have only just come back from a game the night before. So um, the 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 timing of this game makes it more difficult than the opposition they're playing. So one of the key players for Chelsea, obviously Timo Werner. Um, had a you know a good start to international break, scoring two goals. Um, but then in this most recent match where they got absolutely thrashed by Spain six nil, like what kind of effect does that have on his confidence coming back to Chelsea now for this weekend's game? Well, 
I'm not sure when this piece is uh, when when your pod's going out. Um, but Franklin was asked about this in the. You see what happens with a press conference. You have a a, a press conference on camera for for broadcasters, etc. Then the cameras get switched off, and and the the newspaper guys get their go to to ask their own questions. And and Werner did come up that exact question, Alex. Um, how how has Werner been affected? Um, obviously, I don't want to completely. Uh, if if you guys are putting this out before the papers come out, so I've got to be careful what what he said, but. Um, Let's just say that that Lampard was pretty confident he'll be okay, um, because you know it's yeah it's a bit embarrassing for anyone associated with that. I'm sure in that Germany, I'm sure Kai Havertz is delighted. In, in, there's a positive of his uh, COVID um, that uh, that he wasn't involved in it, um, but uh, but no, I think he'll be fine because he's. What always happens, look, Lampard as an international player had many, many disappointments with England and then would go back. Chelsea would almost be like his um, safe place, you know, to get over um, any disappointment with England. So I'm sure for Werner it would be the same. He, he had some um, good form going into the international break. He did score a couple of goals for Germany in the game before that. I don't think he'll... I don't think he'll be negatively affected. If anything, I think he'll be delighted to be back in the in the Chelsea camp. Yeah, so we, we should be releasing the episode today on Thursday. I just don't know if we'll be able to beat all the reporters that'll probably get it out before we do. But you know, hopefully we'll we'll get it out before a few before a few like other sources, I guess I could say. Um but now I kind of want to mention Tammy Abraham and his role um on Chelsea. We mentioned in our lineup uh you know, in the in, in the intro uh, to, to this interview that for our projected lineup, we're going to have Werner starting on the wing and then Tammy Abraham to start at striker um, due to the injuries for Chelsea with with Pulisic. And I think that, you know, Abraham hasn't have hasn't had as much time starting as he did last season, obviously, uh, with the addition of Werner. You also, you know, wrote an article about Olivier Giroud and his, you know, role on Chelsea. So, what do you see with the strikers on Chelsea right now, the, their roles on the squad? Well, I, I think um, the difficulty that Lampard has is that like Werner is very good at running in behind defences. Like, you, you want that pace, as we saw against Southampton. But where his game is lacking, as we saw in the draw against Manchester United, where he was played as the sole front man, um, his, his hold-up play, his... Uh, his ability to be an option for when Chelsea are are, are um, sitting deep or under pressure, there's no out ball with Werner. Uh, it's not quite the same out ball. Uh, you can play one down the channels, but you haven't got someone that can hold the ball up. I think Tammy Abraham, um, whilst he's played a lot less minutes, and I wrote a piece about him as well um, a few weeks ago, um, his, his impact has been noticeable. Um, he's got a good um, uh, goals and assists ratio and Chelsea is certainly enjoying playing around him. So I think uh, with Pulisic out and and Havertz out um, that it probably will be, yes, Abraham and Werner together again. Um, Hudson-Odoi uh, would be the, the, the option, uh, the alternative option to play on the left. Um, but you get the impression that Lampard is still to be convinced um, by Callum um, 
And yeah, I, I just think he'll stick with the two that were that were starting to form a pretty good connection uh, before the international break. As for Giroud, yeah, sorry, I just remembered Giroud. Um, yeah, I, I think his days at Chelsea are are coming to an end. Um, France coach Didier Deschamps has, has, has clearly had a word with him and said, look, this can't continue if you're going to be in the in the Euro squad. Well, certainly the, my, my starting 11 for the Euros. Um, so in, very, in, in many ways, we're back to where we were 12 months ago when Giroud was out the team and the Euros were obviously due to be held in the, in the summer of, of 220. And he came very close to leaving in January and probably would have done it if Chelsea had got the kind of business they wanted to be done that month in. Um, and as it turned out, he had a great little run, didn't he? He, he was pretty much um, a key factor in Chelsea finishing in the top four. But it's back to where he was 12 months ago, out the team. Uh, Werner's come in, obviously has to play. Abraham, the younger man, he's he's more of the future. Giroud's contract's running out at the end of this season. There's pressure from Deschamps. I, I just think in January, everything I've been told, that the only way he'll stay is if he plays a lot more. That's not going to happen. So um, it's going to be thanks, Olivier, but goodbye. Yeah, there's been a whole bunch of sources talking about the same thing that you're mentioning about how if he wants to play in the Euros and, you know, he's coming close to that Thierry Henry record uh, mm. goal scorer for France, which is crazy to think about. Uh, you know, obviously no one really sees, you know, Olivier Giroud at that Thierry Henry level, not saying that he is at that level, but um, it, I think he's just a very underrated player. Um, it'll be sad to see him go. But I agree with you. I think we will see him go. Um, do you think there were, we won't be bringing in, anyone to replace him um, as we already have two strikers and uh, Werner and Abraham. Well, it's a very tough, uh, it's a very tough pitch to, to sell to anyone, right? Uh, come to Chelsea and be third choice. It's like, um, that, that's, that, that's going to be very, very difficult. Um, signing strikers in, in January is, is usually quite tough. Funnily enough, Giroud was a January signing. Um, and, and and the ideal signing, I mean, he's been a, a tremendous buy, I think, for Chelsea, £18 million. Um, and it's been not not just his impact on the pitch, but but off it. He's a, he's a great character. He, he's been a great professional throughout all of this. Well, whilst he has been, uh, whilst he's going to make it clear that he's going to have to leave, it's not going to be on bad terms. It, it's, not, it's not a negative story. I think everyone at Chelsea will understand uh, where he's coming from. Um, but I, I, I think it would be surprising if Chelsea are able to bring anyone in. Um, it's, it's not the priority. Um, it's going to have to be some kind of special um, player available. You know, sort of, you're talking about a very niche market. You're not looking for the best of the best. You're not going to want to blow a lot of your budget on a player, on a position that you've already got a bit of strength in. Um, it's going to be a difficult one, but it, who knows? I mean, the thing is, there's enough time between now and January the 31st for something freakish to happen. Heaven forbid that you know what happens if Timo Werner, you know, suffers a major injury or Tammy Abraham, then then and suddenly it's like, well, actually, Olivier, we don't want you to go anywhere. Stick around. We're going to play you every week. You know, so it's. If the status quo continues, then he's he's definitely off. Um, but football can change, as as we saw last year. So, 
never 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 rule anything out but this is my long-winded way of saying i'll be surprised if still a chelsea player in the new year but things can change so just one more thing uh you mentioned signings right and 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 uh transfer window someone who was linked to chelsea in the in the transfer window that ended about a month or so ago was declan rice the defensive midfielder and I don't, I don't know if Chelsea is going to go after him. We have N'Golo Conte who's been steady. And you, you see Declan Rice, who could be the future of Chelsea at the defensive midfield position, as we really only have – we have the two holding midfielders uh, in Jorginho and Kovacic, but we really don't have a defensive midfielder. So do you see Chelsea maybe going after uh, someone like Declan Rice, or is that, you know, is that kind of past us and those rumors are kind of over at this point? Know that they're still, um, uh, thanks partly because of me, they're still going. <laughs> I've, uh, yeah, I, I wrote about it. Um, I can't remember when in, in the last month or so um, that it's still very much the 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 player um, that is seen for that defensive midfield role. Um, Conte has has had another couple of good games there, but he's not. From what I'm hearing, he's not seen as the as the long term answer for that position. Um, he's still sort of seen as that. Funny enough, the position that that uh, that Sarri um, started to use him in that sort of to the right of the of the holding midfielder. Um, that is kind of where he's 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 being looked at as as that's his role because he just likes to get involved so much. Whereas the the, the sitting guy. It has to be a bit more disciplined than that. Um, and Declan Rice is uh, is one of the finest in that position already. Um, he's he's already played over a hundred Premier League games, um, and he's he's only what twenty one, twenty two years old. Um, so he can only get better. It's a very difficult deal to do, and and that's why it didn't happen in the summer. Uh, West Ham are clearly not going to want to let him leave um, because he's one of their few good players and, and top top players but if you're Declan Rice where where do you see your future what do you want to do if Chelsea come calling it's going to be quite a hard club to turn down uh, he's got an emotional attachment to them already uh, because that's where he grew up as a, as a youth player uh, was released at 14 um, so there may be a case of unfinished business uh, there so it's it's, I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen in January. Um, Chelsea will have to raise money um, by selling some players. That The squad is pretty big. Um, but it's definitely, if it doesn't happen in January, I'd imagine next summer, it's going to be a continuous pursuit, put it that way. Simon Johnson is a reporter for The Athletic UK covering Chelsea. You can go follow him on Twitter at SJohnsonSport. Thanks so much for coming on today. My pleasure, chats.
Alright, so that was our interview with Simon Johnson of The Athletic UK. You already heard it twice in the interview. You're going to hear it again from me. Uh, really enjoyed that interview. You know, what a great guy, really nice guy. Sadly, he, he roots for the Jets, so so that's upsetting. If any of you uh, listening know about the NFL or American football, they're a very bad team, and they've been very bad for a while now. And the reason I actually mentioned, uh, we'll talk about that later, we, we talked with him a little bit after the interview about the Jets. Uh, we have, I don't think I've mentioned a lot on this podcast, uh, Alex and I host a New York Giants podcast called The Giant Take. So look up the Giant Take New York Giants podcast. You can also go to our website, thegiantake.com. Once again, thegiantake.com. Check out that as well. Um, yeah, so we, we talk New York Giants and NFL. So if any of you listening are American football, NFL, or Giants fans, go check out our other podcasts. Please go follow us on Twitter at Talking Blues Pod. Um, Alex tweets out game stuff, game updates, stuff like that. And then also uh, tweets out every time a new episode goes out. So go check out the Twitter for that. Wherever you're listening, please subscribe, uh, drop, uh, go down, scroll down on Apple Podcasts and drop a five-star review if you can write one. If not, press five, uh, go, to the f- go to the right, go all the way to the f- uh, fifth star and press on that and you'll give us five stars. That'll be your five-star rating. I think you can also do that on iTunes. Subscribe wherever you're listening, uh, whatever platform you're using because we're on basically all podcasting platforms. And then let's see what else. Um, share on your social medias. So you can share on any social media you want. But if you're going to share on Twitter, tag us at Talking Blues Pod so we know you did so. Uh, share with one friend. Share with friends and family. And uh, yeah, I think that'll do. That'll wrap it up for episode number 17 of the Talking Blues podcast once again. Uh, one episode a week, maybe two if needed, and hopefully two um, a week in December because that'll be, once again, a fun time of football. I'm Josh. Joined by my co-host Alex in this episode. Hopefully Peter will join us next time. See ya. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.